What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and here today we are reviewing The Wolverine as part of our X-Men in Review series. We are reviewing every single X-Men movie released. So that includes the original trilogy, the Wolverine trilogy, includes the prequel slash sequel quadrilogy uh new mutants and the deadpool movies we're reviewing all of them and today we're reviewing the wolverine so before we jump into our review uh if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us go to patreon.com slash two game that is the number two and support us at any of those tiers and you get a slew of extra content each and every week and you get early access to all of these episodes and then shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, and Lindsay Humble. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. Uh, without all of y'all, we would not be able to do this. So thank you so much. So let's do this, guys. Let's let's jump into The Wolverine. I am so excited to talk about this. It's been a little while since we've had like a movie that I just truly just love. I mean, we watched The Last Stand, which I liked. Uh, we watched The, the Last Stand. Uh, first Class, which I liked. Last Stand, I also liked. But they weren't just... Like, we haven't had a truly just an amazing movie in the X-Men, you know, universe up to this point. Now, we've had X2 and the original X-Men. I mean, they're good movies. X2 is actually, up to this point, before we review this movie, the number one ranking in my rankings of the X-Men franchise. So, I mean, up to this point... That's probably the that's the only movie that I have at four stars is X2 X-Men United. So I am definitely eager to review this movie and to talk about it. I have a lot to say about this particular movie. And not all of it is bad. Um, there's actually a lot of great things that I can say about this movie. Uh, just before we jump into the review, I do love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. It's one of my favorite X-Men movies. Uh, the, the issue is we're going to dive into that when we get into my general impressions. So let's just go ahead and knock out the fun facts, uh, real quick. This movie, Wolverine, goes to Japan to meet an old friend whose life he saved years ago and gets embroiled in a conspiracy involving Yakuza and mutants. This movie was directed by James Mangold, who also directed Logan, Girl Interrupted, Ford vs. Ferrari, 310 Yuma, Walk the Line, and Copland. A lot of those are great movies. I have not seen Ford vs. Ferrari, mainly because I did not know that he directed that movie, but now that I know that, I am definitely going to go check that movie out. This movie had a budget of $120 million and engrossed worldwide $414.8 million. So, made a big old chunk of change at the, the box office. It stars Hugh Jackman, Will Young Lee, Tao Okumoto, and Hiroyuki Sonata, who is one of my favorite Japanese actors, by the way. It has a runtime of 2 hours and 6 minutes, and it was released worldwide on July 26, 2013. Uh, fun fact time, for his shirtless scenes, Hugh Jackman adopted a dehydration diet where he didn't consume a liquid for 36 hours before filming, giving him an exaggerated muscle definition and vascularity. Uh, he says he finally achieved the physique he had always envisioned himself for the role. And uh, that's one of the good things I can say about this movie. Hugh Jackman is jacked. Dude looks 
Dude looks great in this movie. I'm not going to talk. This is the best-looking Wolverine we have seen up to this point. So I have to agree with him. Uh, Hugh Jackman's sixth portrayal as Wolverine. And this movie was originally planned as a prequel, but the director felt it would be better as a sequel to The Last Stand so they could explore immortality, and they didn't have to kind of build... They can only do certain things if it's a prequel, you know, because you have to build to certain things to match what everything else has done. If you do it as a sequel, you can kind of do whatever the hell you want. And that's basically what they did. Uh, Jessica Biel was offered the role of Viper, but a deal couldn't be reached, and she ended up dropping out. So uh, I've been curious to see her in that role. It, it really would have. And the last fun fact, this is the first X-Men movie to be released in 3D and in IMAX. So let's jump into my general impressions of this movie. And I already mentioned it, but I absolutely love this movie. I think it might be, up to this point, it might be my favorite X-Men movie uh, that we've had. It is, I think, altogether just a better movie, better film than X2 is. X2 might have more entertainment value out of it, but I think if I put these right next to each other, X2 and The Wolverine, I might lean more towards the Wolverine, I, I gotta say, because it's just, look, it's it's no secret that the Wolverine, that Wolverine is one of my favorite comic book characters. He is traditionally number two on my list on favorite comic book heroes. It's Batman, Wolverine, and then Spider-Man, and then it's everybody else, okay? So Wolverine is, is number two. He's one of my favorite comic book heroes, like I said. So getting to explore a movie with just him in it when he know he's all alone it's just it's focused on Logan on Wolverine and that just it makes me so happy it really does I, I absolutely love the fact that they just focus strictly on him they didn't bring in these other mutants that you truly know like they didn't bring in Cyclops or or Professor X or Magneto this movie is just about Logan just about Wolverine and that to me, is the best part of this movie. Now, there's one issue with this movie. It is, or the biggest issue, I should say. It is basically the exact same movie as Logan, which we're going to get to in a little bit, uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, and we, I, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before. I definitely have mentioned it on the Two Game Podcast, that Logan is one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. It is. And I don't want to review Logan on this movie, on this podcast, but that movie did a lot of the exact same things that this movie did, and it did it significantly better. So this movie almost becomes like, what's what's the point of it when I have, like, you know, what I'm saying is, what's the point of this movie when I can go watch a movie that does the exact same things except better? So that's really the biggest issue with this movie is. They made a better version of it later down the road. So there's that. But overall, I do really, really love this movie. And uh, let's, yeah, I'm just dive into what my specific parts are that, that I absolutely love. Uh, I just want to lead off with some of the more generic things. The, the score is good. I At first, I didn't really notice it. But then when we get later on in the movie, I started kind of picking up on the, the, the score a little bit. And I absolutely do love the score. It does elevate some scenes, make them a little bit more dramatic uh, in the concept of the movie. 
Uh, I wish there was more of a Japanese flair to the music and the score. I wish they would have leaned more towards, you know, like the samurai movies that, you know, we just reviewed kung fu movies when we did our kung fu and review series. And I wish they would have had more score. The score was more along those lines. Uh, it would have been, it would have made this movie a little bit more interesting in that regard. Uh, because, I mean, this is a samurai movie through and through. Uh, and they don't really have that in the score, which I felt like was missing a little bit. Now, I do love the more grounded, more mature take on the character. Uh, the The issue with the, uh, the original Wolverine movie, the Origins Wolverine, is it was really bombastic. It was really, you know, out there. You know, they kind of leaned more towards the the action-y superhero comic book movie, and it was not all the better for it. And you can go check out that review as well, because I've already reviewed that. I don't want to get into X-Men Origins. It'll just be another rant for 30 minutes. But the more grounded, more mature take is definitely what we needed for for this character. I don't necessarily like him getting thrown into all these weird situations like in X-Men Origins. I, I just I didn't really care for Wolverine being in that kind of uh, situation in that movie because it just all around it it just seems kind of dumb. And it's kind of like when Christopher Nolan took over Batman, okay? He he made it a grounded, more gritty take on the character and it absolutely it absolutely worked. And the exact same thing with this movie. This is like if Christopher Nolan had made a Wolverine movie, this would be it. This and Logan would be those movies because they're just so grounded, they're more gritty. And yes, the issue, another issue with this movie is it gives you that grounded take. And then at the very end, they they jump back into what the previous series, what previous movies were. And that is the more mutant heavy stuff and stuff that it didn't necessarily make it better. It actually kind of hurt it. So like Viper, I don't really care for her as a character. Uh, I think she's just kind of one note and you don't really get much of anything about her. Other than she was hired by uh, Yashida. And other than that, I mean, you don't know anything about her. And, I mean, you don't really get a grasp of what exactly her powers are in this movie. And what are the extent of her powers. I mean, we get, uh, every time she does something, she does something different with her powers. Which, I mean, is interesting. But what all can she do? What What is the point of her? What, you know, I, we don't know anything about her. Which is one of the biggest issues with her. Now, I wish they would just taken her out and just made it about Logan. Just make him a samurai movie. And when we get into Logan, I will I will tell you what my biggest issue with that entire movie is. And it's the mutants in this movie. And I get it. It's an X-Men movie. It's supposed to have mutants. But I feel like the movie is... The whole movie is going about without mutants. Okay, The only mutant that we see in the movie is Yukio. And then Viper. Those are those are really the only mutants in this movie. So I feel like it really just hinders the movie when we have to focus on what they do. You know, they're kind of just there just to be there uh, because it's an X-Men movie. Just take them out and focus strictly on Logan and the fact that this is a more gritty take on the character. And make him just fight samurais. I mean, that's, that's all we care about, okay? It was a great movie without them. And it kind of made it worse when they're in there to be honest with you. And that's just, that's one of my other issues with the movie. But I do love the samurai Japanese take on the movie. I mean, regardless of what your opinion is on this movie, 
you can't say that there's another comic book movie out there that is like this one, other than Logan. But that doesn't have samurai swords and, and stuff like that. So, big difference. Uh, but I, I feel like this is a one-of-a-kind comic book movie, and you can kind of hinge your hat on that a little bit because that does make it more unique, and that's what brings it back to me to being a just a great movie is the fact that it does something different compared to all of the previous movies come before it. I mean, if we look back on the history of X-Men, X-Men kind of started the comic book series, genre, whatever you want to call it, in movies. It really did. The movies started with X-Men. And then we got Spider-Man, and then we got Iron Man, Dark Knight. You know, all those movies came after X-Men. And yeah, we got Blade, and we had some Batman movies before that. But nobody ever really took them seriously as big blockbusters until X-Men. So X-Men did something truly different with their movies. And then now we have Marvel movies that just basically do the same movie over and over again. Uh, And, you know, Zack Snyder movies, it's basically just a dark take on the Justice League, whether you like that or not. I'm not going to get into that. But this movie is truly something different. You have a samurai Japanese movie and it makes it significantly better for me in my opinion because it does try something different it goes and experiments with the storyline a little bit and I do like the fact that this is more of a a singular take it's a standalone movie where it's not kind of pushing threads for a future movie or anything like that like Marvel movies it's constantly looking forward this movie is just focused on itself Now, there are threads in this movie that kind of link back to The Last Stand because this is a direct sequel to The Last Stand. And those moments really, really elevate this movie for me, actually. And I get what I just said about it being a standalone movie, but the fact that it kind of is a direct sequel to The Last Stand and it really only references Gene. It doesn't reference anything else about that movie. And the Gene moments absolutely work for me in this movie all in all this movie is it's about dealing with guilt and dealing with immortality and the the gene scenes deal with the guilt while you know the the dealing with yashida deals with the immortality side of it so when you look at it like that it's just two different concepts you know woven together throughout this movie so at the very end when he says goodbye to gene it absolutely works for me. And it concludes that, that story arc from... Really, it kind of just concludes his his six-story arc up to this point. Or five-story, if we don't count first class, because he did appear in that for like all two seconds. But these five movies that he's been in, and he's dealing with, with pain and loss and guilt, it really just... It completes right here. And then they kind of kind of rework that a little bit in Logan, but it's more so in, in other areas, not necessarily in Gene from from what I remember. Uh, I don't even know if he mentions Gene in Logan, now that I'm thinking about it. But really, this movie concludes that arc that started in one, you know, where he first found out that he loved her, and then in Last Stand, when he kills her, this deals with that aftermath and deals with that tragedy, the PSD from that moment, and the guilt of having to kill her. I mean, up to this point, from the last stand up until now, you know, he's been dealing with the guilt of killing her. He thinks it's because of him that she's dead. I mean, technically, he is the reason why she's dead. But 
You know, he realizes in this movie at the very end that, you know, he had to do what he had to do. He had to kill her because, and he even mentions it, uh, you were ki- you were killing people, Gene, and that's why I had to do it. And he finally lets her go, and that really helps him move on in life and to become himself again, become the Wolverine. And he brings himself out of isolation. So that, to me, is one of the best parts of this entire movie is him dealing with Jean, the loss of her, having to kill her. It's just very, very impactful, and it absolutely works for me uh, at the very end of this movie. As far as the the other characters in this movie, I think everybody does some great acting. I think some of the dialogue can be kind of hit and miss here and there, and it kind of makes their acting seem more terrible. But for the most part, the acting is 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 pretty solid. I wouldn't say it's amazing. Hugh Jackman, I feel like this is his best performance as the Wolverine. He looks the best, he acts the best, and I feel like this is the best characterization of the character up to this point. I mean, you get his snarky dialogue, you get his, you know, jerk aspect of his personality very, very well through this this movie. And I think this is the best characterization of Logan slash Wolverine that we've gotten up to this point. And really, I don't think that's a huge, huge, like, uh, hot take on that. Uh, I feel like a lot of people could agree with me on that. Because really, up to this point, we've had to deal with, you know, Logan in a movie with other mutants uh, in a a team-up movie. And now we get the singular focus on him, and it really elevates that character. So... I don't think it's a stretch to say this is the best Wolverine movie, best characterization of Logan slash Wolverine that we've gotten to this point. I don't think that's a stretch. And just talking about some specific scenes in the movie that I either like, don't like, whatever. I like the the Shingen Wolverine fight at the very end, not the very end, but towards the end. Uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, like I said, who is one of my favorite Japanese actors. He really sold that fight. I think there's some great choreography, great acting in there. Uh, Hugh Jackman really, really elevated that fight, to be honest with you. And like I said, as much as I love the Sonata as a an actor, I think Jackman really, really sold that fight because you can see his physique, and he just goes all out in that fight. It's just a great, great fight. Uh, then there's, as far as the action scenes in, in general... I think this is the best action we've gotten in any of the X-Men movies. Now, is it the the coolest? Is it the most flashiest? No. A lot of it is more practical effects. It's more grounded in take. You know, they're doing their stunts, like, legit. They're not just putting it on a a green screen and and creating something like we did in Last Stand or we did in, Jesus, the CGI and Origins. You know, all that. The action looked cool like as far as like what they were doing they didn't like necessarily look cool on on the screen but the ideas of those sequences looked pretty good this one i think with the more grounded take it obviously just looks better and it just it flows better in this movie having to do more practical effects more practical stunts except the train sequence which feels out of place in this movie to uh, to be honest with you, this part and towards the end, when it goes into this hyper-realistic uh, action movie towards the end when he's fighting the the Silver Samurai, I think those two sequences really do not fit in this movie. And they're actually two of the biggest sequences in the movie, to be honest with you. And they just don't fit, in my opinion. 
while the at times the train sequence looked unique, like compared to other movies, I, I just I really don't think it fits, and it just it kind of looks silly at times with the CGI and whatnot. So that's kind of what throws me off on that sequence in this movie. And then the Silver Samurai, like I said, it just it just doesn't fit in the movie. Now, I'm not saying I don't like the Silver Samurai section because I actually do. I actually think that's a, a very good ending and I actually like that part. But in comparison to the rest of the movie, it just kind of feels out of place. Uh, it kind of takes this grounded movie and turns it into like one of the older movies like x-men like one of the original trilogy it just feels like that at the end but you know it actually does look pretty good so i'll I'll give it that now there are two questions that i have to ask in this movie because i feel like there's some continuity errors and just some errors in general in the movie so if this movie takes place after he gets his adamantium claws which at the very beginning he does not he has the bone claws how does he remember uh, Yoshida from the very beginning because as soon as he sees him he, he knows who he is and he remembers you know he's an old friend and then he goes to you know the the site where he saved him and he remembers everything he has no issues remembering then but up to this point he can't remember a damn thing in his life so why is this any different so there's a little bit of a continuity error right there and then he calls out Naboro for having girls in his room uh, towards the end, you know, when he throws him over the edge and into the pool, you know, Logan tells him that, hey, I thought you were engaged. You know, you shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff with, you know, other women. You should be taking your vows more seriously. But, bruh, didn't, did you not, like, sleep with Mariko, like, earlier? Like, you just finished sleeping with her. I don't understand. Like, you're being such a hypocrite. I'm just saying. It, it seemed really weird in the movie that he would do that, but he just finished sleeping with her as well. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe they didn't sleep together. Maybe it was like an anime movie, you know, where, you know, in some animes, they, it looks like they slept together, but they didn't really sleep together. So they just so happened to be in the same bed and didn't do anything. Okay, if that's what we're going with, then that's fine. But the way it looks is he slept with her, and then 10 minutes later, he's calling this dude out for trying to get with other women too. Like, bro, you just slept with his wife or his, uh, his fiance. So, I mean, do you have any room to judge? I don't think so. But, like I said, overall, I absolutely love this movie. I think it's up to this point it is the best X-Men movie that we have seen. Now, does it hang as the number one? It's not going to. But at this point, it is the best up-to-date, up-to-this-review. It is numero uno for me. Uh, I absolutely love it. I think it's worth checking out. The like, But like I said, the issue is there is a better version of this movie out there, and that is called Logan. So... Unless you want to get that just overarching story from The Last Stand, uh, X2, and original X-Men, then, I mean, this movie could be skippable for, for a lot of people. Uh, to me, I just, I love Hugh Jackman as a Wolverine, and the more I can get of him as a Wolverine, uh, the better. And, yes, if I had to choose Wolverine versus Logan, I'm going to go uh, Logan. But, to me... That movie just builds on this movie. So uh, it's kind of a package deal for me. But I'm not here to, to review Logan. The Wolverine, I love it. I give it four stars. It's $15 on Voodoo. I think this movie came out, what, came out in 2013. So it's eight years old at this point. Uh, $10, really. 
is, is max. Five to ten dollars is kind of where I would spend my money on this movie. Uh, but go buy the box set and just get them all together. You know, that's just my opinion. I have them all, so why shouldn't you? But that is my review for the Wolverine. You let me know what you think about this movie. Uh, am I right? Am I wrong? Do you agree with me on the fact that there is a better version of this movie and we're going to be reviewing it soon? Uh, let me know what you think about this movie. Drop us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or email me at twogamepodcasts at gmail.com. That is the number two, by the way. Now, looking to the future, what's on the horizon as far as reviews go, I am almost done with Alien in Review. I have Prometheus and Alien Covenant to review. Uh, you can check out AVP 1 and 2 and the original Quadrilogy. You can check those out. But as soon as I am done reviewing all the Alien movies, I am going to jump into The Godfather. The Godfather will be the next series up. I'm going to review that trilogy. And then after that trilogy, uh, I should be done with uh, X-Men in review as well, right around the same time. So after that, it'll be Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. So happy to jump into that. And then right now we are doing war movies in review. You can go check out uh, the Patriot review right now. And we will be reviewing Lone Survivor, Braveheart, and Saving Private Ryan. If you are a Patreon supporter, you'll get two bonus episodes. Uh, let's see what those were. Uh, Enemy at the Gates and uh, Full Metal Jacket. So you can ch check those out if you are a Patreon supporter. Uh, those are bonus exclusive episodes, ju just Patreon. And then starting in the first week of August, we are going to start Rambo in review. Josh and I will be reviewing all of the Rambo movies. And then it will come to be, what, zombies in review? I, ha I haven't really got the schedule down, Pat, for, for August. But Rambo in review is coming up immediately following war movies in review. So those are your upcoming series. Uh, let us know if there's anything you want us to check out. Uh, go to patreon.com slash two game if you want some bonus content and to become a creator slash producer of our podcast. But I appreciate y'all joining me on this review and I will catch y'all next time.